Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and marketing director here at Sober Marketing Group, bringing you this week's episode. And as promised, it is going to be a very good episode because... We're talking all about what 2018 taught us about adaptability in our marketing efforts and in our marketing strategies, okay? And I want to start off this episode the way that I start many of my episodes. I want to start with a story. As many of you know, if you follow me on my personal Instagram account, I'll leave that link down below if you want to follow me there as well. Earlier this month, we received news that there was a puppy in need of a home. A small Bichon Frise that came to a family member through a different owner. This puppy was born in October and had already been through, I believe, four different families. We are the fifth family that is uh, has decided to give this puppy a home. Now, one of the main reasons why we believe that so many people chose not to keep the puppy is because she, and her name is Zoe, has a severe heart murmur. So if you know a lot about um, heart disease or if you know someone or have had a pet that has suffered from a heart disease or specifically a heart murmur, you know that there, unless it's a an innocent heart murmur, um, typically in puppies, you will not really find cures to that. Okay, what they have um, found are medications that can alleviate and help with the lifestyle of someone who has a heart condition. And, uh, you know, there's things like a well-balanced diet and proper exercise and just an environment that allows for someone to be able to live with a heart condition or heart disease. So when my husband and I were given this task, we thought immediately of an opportunity to provide this, uh, this puppy a home for however long she is with us. We're very clear in our minds that at any given time, she may go. Okay, um, we have um, employed uh, the best care in, in veterinarians here in Central Florida, um, as well as cardiologist specialist up in Gainesville. So we have a team that can help us to determine how to best mold, if you will, a lifestyle for her that will allow her to have the best possible and 
longest life possible, really. As you know, or may not know, something like a open heart surgery, if you will, for um, specifically a puppy of her size. Uh, she's very small, also on the smaller end of what a Bichon is supposed to be. She's now about six, 15, 16 weeks, and she still has not hit five and a half pounds. So she's on the smaller end of that, right? Um, as you know, these surgeries are astronomically expensive, right? So of course, you know, being that you know, my husband and I have already, um, in, you know, endured costs for, um, infertility treatments that we've had. This is another journey that I've been on. We have decided that because of that, we're, this is going to be our option. Regardless, um, medical professionals do not guarantee that the murmur won't come back. Okay. So even if she undergoes surgery, if in seven or eight years it comes back, they a repeat surgery um, may actually be fatal to her, right? So we've just made this decision and I wanted to start off this podcast episode with that kind of backstory because I want to then lead into this. As a puppy, as a dog, Zoe is fantastic. Even her, her vets say, there's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. She has, I mean, her health is perfect aside from this murmur, okay? She eats twice a day. She um, drinks a lot of water. She's very rambunctious. She takes normal puppy naps and sleeps the amount, the normal amount that a puppy should sleep and plays the amount that a puppy should play. And, but even with all of that, she is nothing like our previous dog who is still with us, by the way, Chloe. And Chloe is now nine years old. She just turned nine um, earlier this month. And started to make me think of how we have adapted our lifestyle for this new member of our family and how we have made it work. Okay. My office, um, as you guys know, my mother is a custom drapery uh, designer. So of course I had these uh, floor length drapes in my office. And obviously the decor here was very feminine and inspired to allow me to um, be as creative as I possibly can be as a marketer. And obviously that has changed now because I've had to gate Chloe in the office with me because um, Bijans tend to be and have a very um, severe also case of separation anxiety. So she wants to be with me at all times. If I'm not in her sight, it takes her a while to kind of calm down. And we're working on that, by the way. But I'm an advocate of crate training, right? So I have a crate in here and she does get crate trained and it's just different she's a very different dog than what chloe was so when i started to think about this episode and i started to think about what our conversation was in in our previous episode in episode number 54 
I wanted to kick things off with this episode by saying that just as I have been presented the situation in business and specific in marketing and in the way that you market your business, you are also going to be presented with severe roadblocks that are going to, in your mind, be a huge hindrance. Okay, now, while other people may have chosen not to keep Zoe because of this severe heart murmur, my husband and I saw this as a positive challenge. We also saw this as an opportunity to offer our home um, and our love, which we have we have love in abundance uh, and uh, to be able to provide this this dog um, a, a home right the same thing is going to happen in your business okay so while you may have marketed your business a certain way in previous years that is not always going to work moving forward and we see this happening all the time on social media with the way that people are utilizing different platforms. You utilize platforms like Facebook and you utilize platforms like Instagram. And the minute these algorithms change, everyone is up in arms. But instead of sticking to it, following the instructions, because here's the thing, Facebook, for example, has told us what they are looking for. They have told us that they want the news feed to be very informal. They want the newsfeed to be very personable. They want the newsfeeds to be very much about the things we care about, our friends, our family, engagement with photos and pictures and video and live video of the special moments in the, in the lives of the people that we befriend. What I see a lot of people doing on social media, on Facebook, for example, is utilizing the Facebook platform for business. And I'm talking about their personal profiles. Okay. It is against terms of use and it is against terms of service to use your Facebook personal profile for business. And this is something that we've covered in other episodes and I've covered on social media. The fact that you continue to do this is the reason why these algorithms continue to change. If you follow the instructions and do what they are asking you to do, everyone will start kind of getting on board and you won't see as many of these changes. I guarantee you the Facebook algorithm is going to change yet again because people still do not get it. They're using their personal profiles for business. Why? Because the algorithm on the business pages has changed so much so and they're not using it correctly. They're not using it correctly. So what does that mean? They take to their profiles and they start advertising through their personal profiles. And all it takes is a couple of people notifying Facebook that, listen, this person is going live talking about business. This person is sharing business related content continuously. Now, you can share something that you share to your business from your business page to your profile. You can do that. You can um, insert 
a branded hashtag in some of the content, but be very careful with the way that you are utilizing your personal profile on Facebook in order to market your business. Okay. So what I wanted to do instead today is I wanted to give you three tips in order to become more adaptable this year in how you pursue marketing efforts. Because the reason that a lot of you are having a hard time marketing your businesses and you're going to continue to have a hard time is because not only do you not see any form of, okay, so this is this creative enough for me to do or is this a right enough thing for me to do in order for me to start marketing or are we going to get stuck doing the same things we did last year now the things that worked by all means if they're not broken do not fix them just because it's a new year does not mean that you need to come up with thousands of new strategies and thousands of new products and thousands of new things we're talking about small tweaks and i'm going to give you those tweaks now Okay, because again, the algorithms are going to continue to change. So what are you going to do? Okay, you're going to just if the algorithm on the personal page ends up ends up working and it it ends up changing again to the favor of those of us who prefer to be more personal on Facebook profiles. And I mean, if listen, if you want to go live about business and you want to talk about business to your professional network, then take it to LinkedIn or take it to the business page or take it to your business page on Instagram. But by all means, when and this may not be the case, and I understand that that is going to ruffle a lot of feathers because a lot of people are doing this, but it is against the terms of service. And again, these are platforms we do not own. We do not own Facebook. So if they change the algorithm again, I am going to remember the people that have been doing this and by all means, I'll know that they will be the ones that will be up in arms, wondering what happened. And that's because I'm going to give you the three tips that I think is what you need to be doing and what a lot of people aren't doing. The first thing is you need to start collaborating. Many of you are not using your network to its maximum. I'm talking about interviews. I'm talking about Uh, webinars that you can co-host with others. I'm talking about masterminds that you can co-host with others, masterclasses that you can co-host with others. If you are a product-based business, you need to start employing influencers and collaborating with influencers. If you have a product that's coming out that you want reviews on, you need to start working with influencers. You need to start working with people within your own network and community that can give you the reviews that you need, that can vet the products and services before you launch anything. This is why we have beta groups, okay? When we're launching courses and when we're launching products and services, we have beta groups, we have testing groups, and this is why we do it. It's a form of collaboration, and so many of you are not collaborating with your network. I am, I feel like there's a lot of people that are obviously very successful, and I have a lot of women in my network, for example, that are extremely successful, and they have been wonderfully successful, specifically in quarters three and four of last year. But I'm, I'm seeing a huge gap in potential income that they're completely leaving on the table because they're not utilizing their network. And let me tell you an industry that does this extremely well, extremely well, the real estate industry. The real estate industry does this so well, and we can learn so much 
from them, okay? You have mortgage lenders and brokers working with real estate agents, okay? You have people that are um, handymen and um, working with um, a family and a realtor in order to get something fixed before per, you know, putting a home up for sale. You have people that offer cleaning services. You have people that offer um, uh, staging companies, okay? De decorators, okay? So many different marketers, so many people get involved in the sale of one property, especially if we're talking about these multi-million dollar companies um, or, or brokerage firms that sell multi-million dollar homes and you have multi-million dollar teams and agents, they are not working alone. They're working with a team. They're working with a network. And you need to start collaborating with your network in order to increase your net worth. Okay, that's number one. The second thing that I want to talk about is diversity and you and how you need to start maximizing, okay, the different ways that you can market your business. Now, of course, we're going to recommend social media because it is free to market on these platforms. Now, the strategies aren't for free, right? The implementation is not for free, but the presence being there, setting up an account, et cetera, et cetera, you do not pay for that, okay? Of course, we're gonna recommend having a website. Of course, we're gonna recommend SEO. These at this point are basics. These are no longer uh, luxuries. These are basics in order to have a sustainable business in 2019 and beyond. However, do not discount networking events, do not discount meetups, do not discount the opportunity to host workshops offline, do not discount the opportunity to meet colleagues for coffee on a rotating basis. Do not discount the opportunity to grab a box of donuts, a box of cupcakes, okay? And some boxed coffee that you can get at Dunkin' Donuts, you can get at Starbucks, and taking it to a company that you do business with in order to maintain relationships. These are part of relationship building strategies, okay? Or to a client. These are this is part of a client retention strategy. All of these things diversify the way you market your business. Okay? Client retention strategies are very much a marketing objective. You want to be able to continue to foster that relationship. That's very much a marketing sales task. It doesn't always fall on strictly customer service. It's in the way that you continue to put your business and your business's name in the forefront of that person's mind. Okay. Another way that you can diversify we still send out postcards to have a have a client that that expressed interest this year in utilizing postcards. It's something that we have always used. I have a, a client that has used postcard mailings for years, for years, and it has always had a massive ROI. Okay. Of course, you don't want to do uh, things that are not going to give you a return, but there's nothing that testing won't deliver as far as 
the findings. So if you are interested in diversifying your marketing efforts and you're not sure if something is going to work, this is why we test. Okay, this is why we test. Again, this is why we have those beta programs. That's why we have these beta groups is because we want to be able to vet and test something before we spend dollars on it. The same thing goes with your diversity. You can say, okay, well, I'm going to start a podcast or I'm going to start a YouTube live series or I'm going to start a Facebook live series or an IGTV um, weekly series or monthly series. I know we had our IGTV month and uh, content recap, and we're going to start picking those back up this month. Again, all of these things are, they're part of the wheel that keeps the marketing turning, and it allows you to flex your legs. It allows you to be creative in different ways within your business, and you want to continue to do that, okay? And then the last tip that I have is a tip that, again, a lot of you may think, hmm, but hear me out. When you're cooking, a well-known chef, uh, anybody that enjoys cooking will always say what? They always say, it is better to add to the recipe than subtract. Okay, so it's easier to do that. So when you see recipes that where they say oh you can use um whatever condiments you like or as much spice as you would like just make sure you pour the spice or pour the salt if you will or the sugar if you will stir it taste it and continue to add as you see fit or as you desire right the same thing goes for marketing. Start small. Okay, because once you go big, okay, it's go big or go home. It's easier to start small with your marketing efforts than to take away marketing efforts. Okay, something that we encourage our clients to continue to take on, even for our full service uh, clients, is our IG, um, is our Instagram stories. Their IG stories is something that we prefer our clients to be very much involved in. Instead of having a company stream all this content through IG um, stories. And the reason for that is because that is a platform where you need to be very personal, extremely personal. So a lot of clients will think, okay, well, I have all this awesome content, all these wonderful videos and graphics, and this all looks very neat and spiffy on the feed. Well, then I'm worried that my IG stories is going to look a little bland. Don't worry. Start small. You'll get the hang of it. You'll start using apps and tools in order to better your IG story um, experience for your users and the followers and the, and the community members that, that watch your stories. That'll get better with time. Start small, okay? And that's just a very small example, okay? So let me go ahead and recap that for you for today. Number one, you need to start collaborating, Part of becoming adaptable is using things that we didn't always use. And oftentimes the key is in our network, okay? So start collaborating with your network. Number two, diversify your efforts. 
diversify your efforts. You need to be creative in that as much as you can and flex your legs a little bit. But again, my third tip, start small. So don't give all the tea away up front. The same concept is with this. You have to start small, start from the bottom, work your way up. Don't try to get overly creative. Don't try to get overly zealous in the way that you're presenting your marketing efforts. People like to see a story. People like to see growth. People like to see change that's gradual. Okay, don't whiplash all these changes to your audience and your community from one day to the next. And that's why starting small is very important. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode a little longer than normal, but I really wanted to get these three points across to you and how 2018 really taught us to be more adaptable in our business. If I'm not mistaken, it was around this time that the Facebook algorithm, which we knew was going to change and we had known it was going to change since November, December 2017. It was around this time last year that that algorithm changed and went into effect. And um, and for the remainder of quarter one, I remember it was all anybody could talk about. And a lot of people had a hard time and still have a hard time, which is, again, why they're using other means that are not necessarily um, right. Because, again, the platforms are asking us not to do something because it's against their terms, and yet we're still doing them, right? So, obviously, I wanted to tie that into the uh, the story of Miss um, Zoe and... Um, so I thought that that was just a, a great, wonderful way to tie it up and and to share with you the importance of being adaptable, um, just as we are in life, uh, to be adaptable in our marketing efforts. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.